Now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno, an hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business. Right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, hello, 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 and Happy New Year to everybody. I hope you had a great Christmas and a festive season. And of course, we're going to be partying all year this year. We're going to make this year the best year ever uh, for us and hopefully for you as well. Thank you so much to all the well wishers, all the uh, people that we got messages from leading up to Christmas. And of course, now at the beginning of the year, we are you know, taking off and making the year the best we can. And I've got some great guests lined up for this year. And of course, I've got a great guest that I want to introduce you to very shortly. But before I do, I just wanted to say thank you so much. I've had some fantastic messages leading up to Christmas from all over. But there was a a friend of mine that will become very good friends through emails and and stuff like that from uh, Zimbabwe. And he particularly, he lives in a place called Bulawayo, uh, Bulawayo. and um, he's, he's over there uh, at the moment. He'll be back here at the end of uh, January, beginning of February. So um, be good to see him again. He actually lives here in Adelaide now, and uh, he's just gone back to Zimbabwe. But we've got uh, a whole lot of people all over Africa. South Africa has been growing very, very fast. And of course, as the regular listeners know, we've got people from Ghana and Uganda and you name it, we've got people all over Africa. And and it's really good because a lot of them are students that have uh, passed the messages on to their uh, fellow students. A lot of them are business people who have been here in Australia or are looking forward to coming to Australia and they're studying business, they're, they're looking at the culture, they're looking at the Australian businesses. And some of the guests that we had on last year, I've got to say, have been contacted by the people from different parts of the world that listen to our show. And I can say thank you so much because our show at the moment or at the end of last year, 2022, was over 40 countries. And I'm pretty sure it's closer to 50 now, but I'm still holding on 40 because I know I've got that many emails from different countries. So thank you so much to everybody who's shared our program. And look, I just wanted to say I'm humbled. I really am humbled because I've been lucky enough to get some fantastic emails and people are saying how wonderful and how great it was. The, The people in India, I've spoken a few times about a lady in India who started one of the businesses that she heard that somebody on my program had started and then let go and uh, she said she started it and during COVID when nobody could move out of their block, it was incredible. They couldn't even go to the end of the streets. They started this little business and a lady across the road and a lady next door and then the next lady and everybody in that street are working together and they are all making a, a living that would have been impossible a few years ago. So believe it or not, they're actually thankful for COVID because COVID has forced them to think differently and do things differently. So now 2023, I just want to help everybody to move forward and grow your businesses as fast as you can. 
Now, in line of that, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine that I've known for too, too long. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my special guest is Paul Bartley. Paul and I met way back in 1974. I think it was. 1974. 1974. So I've known him since 1974. It's a long, long time. And I'm, you know, we, we catch up every so often. And like I keep saying to him, it's never often enough. You know, he's been an inspiration. And honestly, I've got to say, he's been an inspiration to me. And I've told him this before. I really admire the, what Paul has been doing all his life. But since I've met him and, and since then, He's been doing so many things, and if I try and read all the abbreviations after his name, uh, it takes a whole business card. But, Paul, welcome to the program. Thank you for coming on. I know you're a very, very busy man, and I've just caught you at the right time of the year to before you're off to somewhere else zooming around. <laughs> so thank you for coming. Thanks, Peter. It's been a pleasure. And, yes, I think it was April 1974 or May 1974. <laughs> it, it, it was, was the beginning of 74. It was sure. a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. Look, the, the fact is that I got married and I was living down at Port Nalunga South in a beautiful area down there. And uh, Paul, at that time, was an insurance consultant. And uh, he's done so many things over the years. And, uh, you know, I admire the fact that you keep doing new things. And people, you know, like we talk about changing careers, you've changed careers so many times, but more importantly, you've kept the original career, you've learned and you're teaching, you're training, you're helping people. So just where we're at at the moment, you tell us what do you actually do now? <laughs> okay, so. Well, what, are, what are one of the things you are doing What are one of the things? Yeah. So I've always been a great believer in education, so one of my, one of my, big philosophies has been whatever you do, make sure that you know your subject well, you study the background of the subject, whether it's digging holes, whether it's climbing Mount Everest, whether it's doing a law degree, no matter what it is, you, 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 have, to, you have to study the background. Mm -hmm. So in every career I've had, I've always done some study behind it. So when I was involved in the insurance industry, I did what was the equivalent of a Bachelor of Business in insurance. Yep. While I was doing that, I actually got a bit of an interest in accounting. And I thought, oh, there's an accounting subject that I can do as part of this course. Why don't I do that? And, and, and that, of course, led me to becoming an accountant. With it all, it, 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 there's always been an educational drive behind it. So right at the moment, I'm working as a lawyer. Mm -hmm. um, so... See, there's a difference. <laughs> now, look, I, I mean, I want people to understand this because it's important. Up until recently, people used to work for the same company for 25 years sure. and get a gold watch and say, thank you for being our loyal employee. Now retire and, you know, a few years later, unfortunately, they get sick, they die and that's it. That's their life. Where with you, you have had more than one career. You've had more Absolutely. than one profession. You, you've been a professional financial, all your life. Yeah. You know, you've been yeah. a professional financial planner. You've been a professional insurance agent. You've been a professional accountant, you know, and now you've been a lecturer. You've, you've done lots of lectures. You've done lots of business lectures. You, you know, you've studied the MBA. You've studied all those things and you've, you've trained other people. And now 
you know, and I've got to say, later in life, as most people would say, when people would retire and, you know, go off to pasture, you've gone off to more deeper studies. <laughs> I tried retirement. I tried retirement. In 2009, I sold the accounting practice I had and, and I'd, I'd just done some study in mediation, which is a bit of a passion of mine. And I sold my practice and went off and did a master's degree in dispute resolution. Yeah. And I work in the courts at the moment, so mm -hmm. uh, in dispute resolution in a number of areas to see if we can resolve problems before they, they, they get yep. to a judge. And it's probably from the interest in mediation that I then did some other study because I wanted to do more mediation work and then mm -hmm. did the law degree and I thought, well, heck, we may as well keep going. So yeah. um, then UniSA offered me an opportunity to um, do a PhD. Mm -hmm. We're one year into that. The the uh, uh, candidate has been confirmed, so we're we're off doing all the research work with the Fantastic. that I need, and and that's that's looking at um, uh, that that's another whole subject on the end of life of solar panels. Mm -hmm. Yep. So and, a PhD that normally takes you know five to ten yeah, years. Yeah, it's about four to five years minimum. Yes, minimum. I've known people who've been doing it for <laughs> ten, ten years, years or yes, longer. Yeah. One of yeah. them, the other day I was talking to somebody and they said uh, about 15 years ago they started it. Oh, yeah. oh, and I've probably got that long left, I hope. Yeah, no, course, I'm not talking about the length of time. I'm talking about how some people take forever to yes. finish a degree or to finish a, a diploma or whatever, you know. Sure. And, and I, I've known you to uh, set your mind to do something and you achieve it within a, a relatively short period of time, yeah. you know. And it's like every time we catch up, you've got another degree or you've got another. <laughs> Compartmentalising is very important. I tend to put things in boxes and work on them. I work, I work frantically while I'm in the box. Mm -hmm. um, and then once I've completed that task, I'll move to the next task yep. and work frantically in that box. Yes. And, and it's, you, you can't mix the boxes up. Yeah, you, that, can, you can have about six boxes going at the same time. Yes. Well, the thing is, you've you've had four or five different careers yeah. going at the same time because you know I remember when you were doing insurance way back then, you were still doing some mediation about claims and and sure, that sort of sure. thing. So that was an interest in claiming and making sure the claims are being paid yeah. and and satisfy the clients as well as satisfy sure. the insurance companies. Yeah. And uh, you know you you mediated with with claims. And sure. and so it's been in your blood for a long time, you know. <laughs> so you know, I appreciate that. And that, and the fact is that in business, when you were talking to business people, and and when you started your accounting practice, I remember you saying you were helping people to get established, and sure. and and you know there was some conflict of interest between landlords and 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 your tenants or sure. one and sure. another. Um, and you were mediating there yes. without being yes. an official mediator. mediator. You offered yeah. to help, you know. Yeah. And that just seems to be your personality, you know. So. Yeah, uh, mediation's like coming home. When I first did the mediation course, it, it it felt like coming home for me. For me, I, I really enjoy mediation work. Yeah. I, I I find it's very and having part of studying the law was to understand the legal implications of the mediation process mm -hmm. and where people were heading. Not to give them advice in that area, but a general understanding, so you know. Well, look, you know, often I w often I will say to a, 
to a, 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 a person in the mediation, look, I really think you should come and get some legal advice on that because my understanding of that is this. Yes. But I might be wrong, but go and get some legal advice. Yes. And it does help to have the law degree in mediation. Well, of course, because the fact is that a lot of people think that they're going to, like, I've known so many people that represent themselves in court. They're always going to win. Yeah, they're always, <laughs> I think, you know, like they, they know that they're right and yeah, they absolutely. are right. Some of them are right. You know, I've, I've got some people at the moment that I actually suggested a mediator to, instead of them trying to fight the person, get somebody else Guilty. to mediate for them. Yeah. yeah. So I've actually gone in and helped a couple of people just recently do that. And I'm not a mediator. I mean, I, I, I mediate in a sense. I mean, I've, I've never done an official course in mediation, but I've done a lot of counselling and coaching courses, yeah. which are, as far as I'm concerned, are similar, not the same, but are similar, you know, and I respect the difference, you know. I yeah. respect that there's a big difference. And like you said, once you understand the law, then you understand the study of the law. And I think the st- the law is never the law. It's the understanding or the interpretation of the absolutely, law. Absolutely. Absolutely. Isn't it? Absolutely, Peter. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem because people think, oh, this should be like this and I did that. You know, he did me wrong. That's it. I'm that's right. It. I'm right. And But it's not. It's the way it's presented in court, isn't it? Yeah. And so the legal expression of how you present a matter mm. is very important. And it's the questions that the judge has to ask, which are legal questions. They're not, they're not questions related to the, they are related to the problem that's at hand, but they're a legal question, yes. not necessarily a physical fact question. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people think, well, I, I've got all the facts here. I've got all my paperwork here. These these are the facts, bang, bang, bang. And then you hear the other side, side. and you think, wow, <laughs> that's a difference. <laughs> you know, that, that's what always surprises me. Even in the movies, you know, you, there's always this little twist at the end or something like that, and the guy wins the case. I remember Perry Mason. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I guess... I guess the mediator's role is it, it, it. I relate it without giving names away yeah. to, to a case that, I, that we handled recently. And one of the parties turned around to me and said, I had never thought about this problem from the other person's point of view yes. until you talked to me about it and made me see what they were thinking. Mm. That's a good point. That's a good point. And it took that to change the whole picture. Yep. Okay. Talking about changing the whole picture, we got to take a break. It's 15 minutes already. My God. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. We'll come straight back. When you hear the name Bocelli Cafe, you think an Adelaide institution, a family restaurant that's been providing the finest Italian cuisine for almost two decades. Coffee of the highest quality and staff that treat you like family. Spacious, COVID-safe indoor dining and a fully heated outdoor area. The kitchen is always prepared for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Parking's a dream. Bocelli Cafe Restaurant, 81 to 83 Hutt Street, Adelaide. Call them, 8232 3006 to book. Or follow Bocelli on Facebook and Instagram. Foodland's proudly owned by South Australian families like mine. Our stores are our second home, and just like home, we want you to feel safe and looked after when you visit. Thankfully, our customers have always acted like Mighty South Aussies when shopping with us, which, by the way, supports all the local family-owned brands who produce the essentials you find on our shelves. Great families, great locals, and great food live here. Foodland, the Mighty South Aussies. 
Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. Join me each Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, destroying victim philosophy, canceling cancel culture, and by discussing as well as listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, beliefs, business, history, world events, and more. Change the world with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Radio Italia Uno. Sito internet www.italiauno.com.au. Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram. Radio Italia Uno. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Radio Italia Uno and every Monday afternoon from 2 to 3 to Happy Business Radio. And thanks to Ron. It's podcasted around the world now to over 40 countries and growing. Thank you to everybody that shared this program. It's just a pleasure to bring this program together and it's a great guest to make this program what it is. And also, like I say, please, if you have a product or a service that you want to promote, now this year is the best year to grow your business to astronomical heights. And of course, get in touch with somebody here, get in touch with me, get in touch with Radio Italia Uno and allow us to promote your services. And of course, if you hear somebody advertising on Radio Italia Uno, please use their products, use their services. Like we say, please support the people that support us. And if you'd like to support this program this year, we're actually actively engaged in getting more and more sponsors for this program so we can bring you more and more great shows and more and more great events because uh, Radio Italia Uno is trying to promote and do lots of different events. So thank you for everybody for listening and especially for sharing Happy Business Radio with all your friends and relatives. And like I was saying earlier, we've got... A lot of people who use this program to study and one of the best examples of that is Paul, which is my special guest today, Paul Bartlett. Um, Bartley, sorry, what am I saying Bartlett? Uh, Bartley. I've only known him for about 40 years. (laughs) (laughs) Paul Bartley. And Paul, you are, you know, I mean this sincerely and I've said that to you before and I just want people to understand you are an inspiration to a lot of people because you have been continuously studying as as long as I've known you. But the fact is you've studied different subjects, different topics, and you've become, you've had many different careers, you know, as you've studied. And you've got a, combina- a combination of careers which help you now to become a, a really good lawyer, a solicitor, and, of course, a, an excellent mediator because Thanks, that's what you've been. No, look, I mean, you've been sort of doing this sort of work for a long, long time. Sure. And in a way, it's unofficial because you haven't got a certificate to say, I'm a mediator or, you know, I'm a solicitor or this. And, you know, becoming a solicitor is not an easy thing, you know. No, it's a lot of study. It's a lot of study. Um, it's a lot of study. So in a way, uh, I've known people who are professional. Uh, I mean, I, let me have a look at it. Not professional. Well, some of them are uh, what, what I would call a professional student because they actually get paid, you know, a, an allowance. Yeah. They get paid an allowance to study. And they never, ever graduate. They never, ever finish their diplomas. They never finish their PhD. They never, you know, go through to the next level where you 
on you know I, I admire the fact that you've you've done all your insurance certificates and diplomas and studies with insurance and you qualified as a insurance consultant and done all those things then you went off and did accounting and you qualified as an accountant and a member of the uh, accounts association and all those other associations that you belong to then you did your business degree <laughs> you know yeah and then you also become a lecturer in in the business degree in yeah in law yeah, in so law. I'm doing yeah. law subjects yeah uh, but yeah. you've been doing law subjects and business subjects it's, and now yeah. you, now you've qualified as a lawyer or solicitor yeah. you know also doing mediation yeah so i mean that's fantastic so you know i'm just trying to encourage more and more people to realize that you can have more than one career Absolutely. Um, I don't know if I, when, when I first started, whether I thought I would have a multitude of careers. I, I, I remember reading a newspaper clipping when I was very young and I changed schools, got a scholarship to a particular school. And my, my stepfather said, uh, oh, he wants to be a chartered accountant. So I must have said something like that when I was like <laughs> 16, maybe 15. Yeah. And my mother was an accountant. My mother was actually a very good bookkeeper, very, mm. very, very good. And she worked in the accounts department of yeah. Ericsson's in England. And yes, uh, the newspaper article said, yes, he wants to be a chartered accountant. And uh, and, I, I, and I'd forgotten about that till I reread the article. And I went, oh, yeah, okay, okay. So the seed was planted some a long time ago. Some things come to, <laughs> and then I thought, yeah, but, you know, numbers can be boring. And I, I guess sometimes you can get bored as well with doing certain things. A certain amount of boredom steps in. And so you want to look at new areas, but you're right about the mediation. Once I, 2009, when I first did the mediation course, I thought that's what I, that's what I, I enjoy doing yeah. is collaborative law, trying to get resolution, trying to look, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But what but, you've been doing, what you've been doing is, is helping a lot of people. Sure. And, and with all due respect, you know, going to a solicitor costs you thousands of dollars a day. Mm. When you go to mediation, it's only half the cost of, of well, you know. Yeah, mediation these days is probably, and, and don't forget the costs are normally shared between the parties. Yes. So if you can come to a resolution, it can be a a, a, a lot more. A speedy. And it, it quicker. Yeah. You know, like you can set up a mediation within a week and have the matter heard. I do some work in conciliation. Obviously, if you're having a house built and something goes awry, mm -hmm. you need to get with the other party very quickly. Otherwise, your house is not going to get oh, finished. Look, I'm going to have to introduce you to a couple of my friends because they've taken four years to build a house that should have <laughs> taken four months, you know. Yes. Seriously, I mean, uh, th there are some, some people out there that have uh, – Taking a long, 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 long time. Well, there's some bigger issues going on because the, in, especially, I, I do some work in the housing industry in conciliations and mediations, and also some teaching in that area. And there's a bigger problem, obviously, with the cost of materials, yeah, the supply chains. Look, I mean, and, I understand all of that. I understand with fixed all of that, price, but... fixed price housing. Oh, people are going bankrupt all the time. Yeah. Builders can't afford to build for what yeah. they've sold the property for. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and the fact is, oh, look, there's so many other stories that we could go into. Oh, you know? But but the fact is that today you buy a block of land or you put a deposit on a block of land, therefore it becomes yours or held for you. By the time you pay the rest of the money, it's already gone up by twenty, thirty thousand. Well, you know, in, that in, may slow down a bit. Yeah, well. it may slow down, but I mean, I can I can name a particular estate where they they sold blocks of land off what they call off the plans. Mm. So you get them for you know 
10, 20, 30,000 less because you're buying them off the plan. Mm. And by the time you have to pay the rest of the money or start paying your money, your block of land and everything else has already gone up in value. Mm. And people have sold their block of land, you know, or sold their agreement. Entitlement. And, and just walked, and make a, make, made a profit and, on yeah, it. Yeah, made $30,000. And I thought, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The guy got a job interstate and he said, well, there's no use having a house here if I've got to go interstate. Yeah. So they, they decided to sell the block and they told a few people and immediately sold it. So, you know, that was just wonderful. Some people made money for jams. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, some people can be really, really lucky with things like that and other people have had held it for a long, long time and didn't go up at didn't all. Didn't go up at all yeah. or or in that period of time nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The thing that I wanted to know was like, when you were a child, yep. you, we mentioned the fact that at some stage when you were in the teenage years, you mentioned you probably wanted to be an accountant. Yes. Well, I, probably my mother talk, yeah. was talking to me about. Yeah, because your mum was a bookkeeper okay, but, and doing accounting. But what I'd like to know is, and we're going to come back to this because we've got to take a break now, but I want to know what inspired you? What do you think inspired you? What? Who was your mentors? I mean, when you were doing insurance or doing accounting, I mean, what inspired you to become an accountant and what, you know, made you want to do law? What made you want to do mediation? Do you have any idea about those things? Yeah, I've often wondered about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've often wondered. I don't think yeah. there was any grand plan. Yeah. You know, I look back and I go, was there a grand plan or was there simply, well, uh, where are we going to be in the next three to five years? Yeah. And it was then, it was more a matter of, Let's, let's plan for the next three to five years, see what happens, right? Yeah. And, and okay, there's some interesting things turning up. Keep your ears open, keep your eyes open, be aware of what's going on, be aware of opportunities, mm -hmm. be in the space. Yeah. And if you're in the space, your things come to you. The, yeah. The funny thing is you would know from your experiences that you're doing this, doing that, you're passionate about it. And but at the same time, you're hypersensitive in yep. a way. Yeah. And suddenly, oh, yeah, this opportunity, because somebody somewhere has gone, oh, yeah, let's give that gig to so-and-so because they're in the space. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the zone. And I think that's probably more the issue. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll have to take <clears throat> okay. a break now and we'll come back. I, I want to delve a bit more into your childhood or, you know, yeah, sure. what, what motivated you in that sense. Okay. So we'll come straight back. Are you interested in a Mitsubishi vehicle? Come and see me, Danny, at Northeast Mitsubishi. I think they should ask for me, Morris, when they arrive. But if you ask for me, Danny, I'll greet them when they arrive, make them feel comfortable, and I'll help them choose the perfect car. I'll treat them to the perfect cup of coffee, show them around, and answer all their questions. Look, let's not fight about this. We both work there. We can share the load. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter who you come and see. Danny or Morris. That's me, by the way. We're both a part of the Northeast Mitsubishi family, ready to assist in any way possible. Yes, we love our job and we love making our customers happy. So for a new Mitsubishi or a great selection of used vehicles, come and see us at 447 Northeast Road, Hillcrest, or check out our website at www.northeastmitsubishi.com.au. Or call us on 8366-7200 and ask for Danny or Morris. Well, I'd ask for Morris first. Danny! Morris! Yibbity yibbity, that's all folks. Now you start to be silly. 
moving quickly along with Steiming AJ. Aaron Bain Racing. Have you ever thought about experiencing the thrill of owning a racehorse, either harness or thoroughbred? Want to experience that winning feeling, the excitement, the emotion, the thrill? Easy rolling, switching to the inside. Double O Heaven holding him for now, though. Double O Heaven drawing clear. Double O Heaven too good. Aaron Bain Racing, based in Gawler, South Australia, with a national footprint, can have you join their community of owners in the winner's circle anywhere in Australia tomorrow. Call or message Aaron Bain Racing and you too can experience the thrill. For more details, visit their website, www.aaronbainracing.com.au or follow them on Facebook. Vuoi promuovere la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero uno. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you so much. And uh, I really appreciate you people here in Adelaide and around Australia listening on their radios or their computers or the different devices. But every Monday it's podcasted around the world to over 40 countries. And of course, you can hear it on your whatever device you want to hear it to, you Google, your Spotify or whatever, you know, wherever you get, well, whatever platform you want to use because there's so many different platforms that people listen to their podcast. So, and the good thing about it is you can hear it over and over again or you can repeat it and listen to it. Anyway, thank you again for listening to Radio Italia Uno and, of course, Happy Business Radio. And uh, my special guest today is Paul Paul Bartley and Paul uh, and I have been known each other ever since 1974. So we've known each other for a long, long, long time. We keep bumping into each other every so often. And like I've said, I'm really impressed the way Paul has become a professional in lots of different professional fields. And it just goes to prove how you can change your career and still be happy. You can change your career. And the, the thing which is really interesting about you, Paul, is You've always been self-employed. I have. You know, you, the fact is that you've always started your own businesses. You're not waiting for somebody else to give you a handout. You know, you and and you're lecturing and you're training and you're you're teaching, but you're working for the university, but in your own capacity. Yes. Yeah. You're not sort of employed by them. Do well, I'm, my grandfather was self-employed. Yeah. So my grandfather was a photographer in England, and I probably got a bit of his bug that. Um, mm. What's the uh, Janis Joplin line? Freedom's just another uh, word for nothing left to, <laughs> to <lose>. do. <laughs> um, uh, so in terms of self-employment, if you work hard, why not work for yourself? Yep. Look, and not it's, 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 not, it's not for everybody, uh, and I would openly say that. I've employed a number of people over the years that really just want to be employees. They, mm -hmm. they, they don't want to do the hard yards uh, of running their own businesses. I was running a succession planning program at one time where father and son and mother came in and dad said, oh, we, we're here because he's going to take over the business. And son looked at dad and said, no, I'm not. <laughs> he said, I don't want your lifestyle. 
Thank yeah. you very much. I, I don't want to be working 24 hours a day. Yeah. I want to go surfing uh, and I want to my time off and yeah. I and I want to clock off 5 o'clock on Friday and I want to – I want a 9 to 5, that's it. And that's it. And I, yeah. and I don't want to do those what you do. I've got other things in my life that I want mm. to achieve. And I get that with some people. If it, And it comes back to the old question, do you work to live or live to work? Yeah. And yeah, I probably come from a live to work. Mm-hmm. So I, I've just been doing some consulting for a particular firm and mm. I do what I call very basic, but it's a, it's quite in-depth um, business needs analysis. Yeah. So what I did is I interviewed several of the staff members and several of the managers and several of the different departments or sections of the, of the business to find out what they think of the business, you know, how they would do it. Like if you were in charge, what would you do? Would you do? And basically I ask everybody the same set of questions. And then I, I say to the, the bosses, you know, when I present to the board or present to their management team, I say, look, these are the questions we asked and these are the answers. So I don't say June said this and Ju- Jody said that and John said this and Fred said that. It's this was a question and this was a common answers. So I, I analyse it that way. And I give them like basic 20 questions and then I'll give them basic 20 answers. And how the business, how they see the business and how the boss sees the business is usually... It's, it's totally different. Totally absolutely. different. Yeah. Absolutely. And, absolutely. And the fact is lots of times the boss says, oh, but this girl's really good and that's why we promoted her or this guy's very good, that's why we promoted him or we put him in charge of that or whatever. And I say, you got the wrong person in the job. But he's very good at it. Yeah, but he doesn't like it. Yeah. You know, he does it because he has to. He does it because he wants to please. But he would be better off doing that and she would be better off up there, you know. Yeah. And for God's sake, don't let this person ever yeah. answer the phone, yes. you know. We, we, I mean, we, oh, God. We, we've got a note. The, in the many years that I've had an accounting practice, yeah. I've employed a lot of accountants. Yeah. A lot of them I don't let anywhere near the clients. Yes. They're likely to tell them the truth. Yes. <laughs> But, you know, um, I I was talking to a legal office just recently and there's a a chap there who's a a young man, but he's got no practical experience at all. And although he's qualified as a lawyer, he doesn't read the contracts. Mm. He uh, gets them off the computer that are already printed and he just presses wheel, bang, and it's a standard wheel contract. A or B or C or contract for this or contract for that. And he just prints it out and says, here, uh, sign here. And this is a draft coffee, you know, and a draft. He should have read it he all. Should have, yeah. And he said, you've used the wrong draft. And he said, what do you mean? Oh, well, it's, that's the draft that we use for the will. I said, no, it's not. <laughs> that was a draft for this particular sort of business, not for that sort of business. That's right. And he was using totally the wrong thing. A, a lot of a lot of places are trying to go down the AI path mm. where you pre-populate everything. Yep. That's a problem. Yeah, well, that's... But, well, it's like somebody came in to talk to me the other day, lovely fellow, and he said, I'm, I'm a shareholder in the company, and he brought me in a joint venture agreement. And I'm going, what, what is that? Is that somebody you should be using that somewhere else because it's yeah. no use here. Yeah. And he went, oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, it, it, it's very important that you actually work with the client. And I guess that's that's something you learn. I mean, obviously that I, I – 
I've also been in the sales area mm -hmm. where you've actually got to work with the client on achieving their goals. Yes. Obviously, as a professional, you're using your knowledge to help them achieve their goals. And that's been the whole way along in the probably the, the pathway that I've always done is a matter of how, how do we get that. And to jump from there to mediation is actually quite easy. Well, I think you've been a salesman. You've been a salesman. In fact, that you've been a very successful salesman, you know, in selling life insurance mm. and investments and all that sort of stuff. When it comes to being an accountant, you, you found it easier to sell to your clients, sure. you know, and to attract clients, you know, because that's what you have to do all the time when you're getting referrals. You still got to be. In, you still you got to bring the clients in the door. Yeah, you got to bring clients in the door. Where previously you could go out and knock on doors, doors. you know, <laughs> and and canvas on people. Now you've got to uh, get them to come to you somehow, you know, or get people to refer them to sure. you. So uh, in doing that, you you have to sell. You have to sell yourself. Yep. You have to sell your products, your services, and and you got to know your product, and you got to know your yes. service, and you got to know what you can do and what you. What yeah. you and what you don't want to do. So. Well, the thing that you also said, which is very important, is you got to look at what the client wants. wants. And if you start looking at what the client wants, then they feel that you're looking after them yeah. rather than trying to get the biggest commission. You know? Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> and sure. and look, I I was talking to some real estate clients the other day. I did a a thing for a real estate company, and they said, "Oh, yeah, well, what can you teach us? You know, these guys are top salesmen in the." in the division and he's, he's been top for five years, how would you help him? And I said, well, look, I can remember a particular manager that I had who was very, very good at motivating everybody, but not because the other manager would say, oh, whoever is the top producer leading up to Christmas will get this big bottle of whiskey or this big bottle of this or this trip to the for the weekend or whatever, and everybody said, oh, what's the use? Peter's going to win it. What's the use? We know that Paul's going to win it. Yeah. But when they said, we're going to do a competition which is beat your best, therefore everybody's the same. It doesn't matter if you're a top producer or the lowest producer, you've got the chance of beating what you was, what was your Good. best. And the top producer then has to beat what was their your best. best. And then all of a sudden... The it, rules change. The rules change. Stapleford. You obviously, it, you're talking it, about golf, Peter. It, yeah, well, you know, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't play golf that well. <laughs> but Stapleford's the same. You Is play, it? You play according to your handicap. Oh, okay. So if I'm my handicaps, which it is, yeah. very very high, yeah. and somebody else is very, very low. Yes. They have got to beat their handicap. Yes. Okay. Well, that's the same sort of same thing. Same sort know, of thing. Beating your best. And then all of a sudden, they, they all enjoyed the, the competition. competition. They all enjoyed the competition. They but all stand a chance. They all participated in yeah. the competition, which yeah. is even more important. Yeah. And that's what's happening here because a lot of people, like you said, don't like to work hard, don't like to do what – somebody else is doing, doing yeah. and I say, well, I, I, you know, I just want to work nine to five, get my wages and go home. You know, I'd yeah. rather spend yeah. time with my wife and family or I'd rather yeah. go down the beach on a hot summer's night. Or I'm training yeah. for the Olympics or yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. Look, we've got to take another break. Okay. Boy, this time flies. <laughs> At 
Elders Insurance Adelaide East la nostra missione è di fornire un servizio eccezionale. Elders Insurance Adelaide East è un'attività conduzione familiare italiana basata su onestà, fiducia e oltre 30 anni di esperienza. Come cliente riceverai rispetto reciproco, comprensione verso le tue esigenze e un livello di copertura che non puoi trovare altrove. Elders Insurance Adelaide East specializzati in assicurazioni di proprietà commerciale e assicurazioni domestiche. Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 Kensington Road, Rose Park. Contattate Tony Di Bucchianico all'8364-9477. We're an authorized representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, proprietary limited. Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Star bene, ogni mercoledì dalle 10 alle 11, con Patrizia e Rosa Maria. Solo su Radio Italia 1 87.6 FM. O'Brien Electrical Adelaide, your local electrical electrician. Service and responsiveness for locally owned and operated businesses, their priority. 263 Sturt Street in the city, right alongside of Radio Italia Uno. Give them a call and speak with their friendly staff. Their number 1300 051 482. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. Join me each Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, destroying victim philosophy, canceling cancel culture, and by discussing as well as listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, beliefs, business, history, world events, and more. Change the world with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, uh, please support the people that support us. So if you hear somebody's advertising their product or service, go and see them, ring them up, say hi, how are you going? Or go past their shops or use their services. And of course, if there's anybody out there that was interested in promoting yourselves or your product or your service, Get in touch with us. Get in touch with Radio Italia Uno. Get in touch with me uh, or Mark or anybody at the station. We're more than happy to talk to you about how we can promote you and your product and the service. This year is going to be a bumper year for a lot of people. And the only way to make it a bumper year is to plan. And like Paul was talking, my special guest here, Paul Bartlett, was saying how every year he looks at where he's going and say, where am I going to be in the next three to five years? Where am I going to be in the next three to five years? And you do that regularly. You don't wait every five years and then say, where am I going to be? You do it regularly. So every year you should do that planning. You should do that looking ahead. So your five-year plan should always be five years ahead. You don't set a plan and then work for five years and say, oh, what am I going to do now? You should always know five years ahead what's happening, you know. So as you move along, the plan moves along. So the plan is always five years ahead of you. 
So you do regular reviews. And look, I admire Paul because of the fact that he's done that with his whole life. And as long as I've known him, and I've known him ever since 1974, so it's a long time. And I've known him changing careers, changing his business, up marketing, and, you know, just keep growing all the time, Paul. So that's fantastic. (laughs) Thanks, you know, Peter. Yeah, no, but it's fantastic because the fact is not only have you grown yourself, you've helped a lot of people in a lot of areas, you know, and, and you, by training and coaching and and uh, mentoring people, you know, people look at you and think, wow, if he can do it, so can I, or encourage people to do the same thing. Sure, sure. You know, and even now you've, you know, I'm not even going to say that you're as old as I am, but you are. <laughs> We're the same age. But, you know, the fact is that you're, you're working – and, and studying as a solicitor and, and uh, doing mediation. And so if people want to get in touch with you, you're working with MG and Associates, which is Mark Gustafson and Associates. Yes, on uh, Sir Donald Bradman Drive. At, yep. At the location is the Business House of Australia yep. premises. Yep. So most of the work that we do is commercial. Mm-hmm. All the work we do is commercial. Yep. If you want to kill somebody, please go and see another lawyer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most of commercial, it, it's uh, contracts, it, it's disputes. All the mediation that you do. And the mediation work. Most of the mediation work I get from the courts, yep. but we do try to advise clients. In fact, I wrote a letter today to a particular area saying, look, our client's quite happy to mediate this matter. Why don't we, why don't we set up a mediation? Because that's, at the end of the day, it's going to be a lot more efficient than working through the courts. And courts. financially better. And, and, well, it's the time, yes. you know. You know you're not going to get a magistrate's court trial under two years. Yes. District court and Supreme Court, you know, you're talking, these cases well, go for four, five, six years. Well, that's the trouble, getting into the case. Yeah. And then they, they adjourn it and they adjourn it for another six months. Yeah. And it keeps and it goes on and on and on. So yeah, if you can get to a mediator settlement, probably wise. Yeah. If you can't negotiate, then well, mediator settlement. Look, I mean, if there's anybody out there that needs some advice, legal advice or whatever, like I keep saying, get in touch with me. I'll put you in touch with Paul. Simple as that. Listen yeah. to this, and you've heard it. You can go down to ninety six, isn't it? Ninety six. Uh, yeah, ninety six. So Donald Bradman Drive here in Adelaide. Or, of course, there is no reason why they can't get hold of me and I'll pass it on to you. Um, yeah, and then you can, doesn't matter where you are in the world, you can ask advice from Paul. Sure. I've had other uh, people ringing in from overseas to find out information about Adelaide, about, you know, what are the legal requirements for this, that, or whatever. And it's easier sometimes just to ring somebody here or somebody overseas and talk to the lawyer over there rather than ask a lawyer here or yep. a solicitor yep. here to try and find out for you. So you just ring a firm over there and yeah. say, hey, I want to do this, this, this. How do I import this? How do I import that? What's the legal requirements for this or that or whatever? Mm. And uh, they'll give you the information. I'm, I'm sure you can do the same thing. We, we can do exactly the same thing. Exactly. Okay. We're more than happy to... Uh, to assist people from overseas if they need it. Yep, um, and and I think it's important to mention people from overseas or interstate yep. because there's some people here that have, uh, own a business here or own <clears throat> property here and they are currently living interstate and they have to mediate for different reasons. Or they move interstate. So yep. we've got a couple of clients at the moment in Perth that, that have got matters they're dealing with in Adelaide. Yes. So. So that's easy for you to help. It's easy for us to help, yeah. yeah. And communication these days interstate is easy with 
Zoom and other Well, anywhere platforms. around the world. I mean, we do it from here in the studio yeah, sure. and, and we see people, <laughs> you know, in 10, 12, 15 different countries, it sure. was, you know, and sure. we've had them all on the screen at the same time talking to each other and talking to us and uh, we've got some really big things planned for this year where we've, we're um, doing a worldwide group of people coming together. That's great. And we'll, we'll be talking about that shor- shortly. And, you know, we can do that from here, from Little Old Adelaide. You know, sure. <laughs> There's sure. no reason why we can't do that and help any client, you know. So if there's anybody out there that needs help or wants help legally for mediation or anything like that, get in touch with me and I'll pass you on to Paul and then Paul can help you in that area. Thank you, Peter. That's You're more than welcome. And thank you so much for coming in. Pleasure. I know that... I've been wanting to have you here for a while, and I, I think you came into the studio a long time ago. In um, in Adelaide. In Sturt Street. Yeah, yes, that's right. With um, Armando. Yeah, yeah. But look, I'd like to say thank you very much for coming in. Thank Pleasure. you to everybody for listening, and especially thank you, everybody, for sharing. And keep up the communication. Let me know any questions you have. Like I keep saying, I will help you as much as I can, and if I can't help you, I'll find somebody who can. And that's our program for today. Paul, thank you so much for coming in. Great pleasure. Ron, thank you for helping with the podcast and the recording. And thank you to everybody and Happy New Year for 2023. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. 